When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog From the brand new spacious Forever Dog Studios in downtown Los Angeles and the satellite Forever Dog Studios in Baltimore, Maryland, this is Groove And now your host Dan Gill and Eric Dorian. Wow, here they are. Hi, Eric. Hi. Hello. Hi, Hi hello. We're both happy wearing... Pride, happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month, baby. Happy Pride Month to all you wet heads. Uh, get wet, stay wet. This is Groomzilla's. This is June. Uh, this is the only wedding planning podcast by grooms for grooms and everyone in between. Eric, it looks like we're both wearing somewhat yellow shirts. That's fun. Yeah, I'm wearing my. I'm wearing the same t-shirt I wear every single time we record my my Lakers t-shirt that is very faded. And I'm wearing uh, my caramel. I- celebration shirt that i wore the day after your wedding with my caramel pants hashtag caramel mm-hmm. celebration caramel dan caramel dan caramel uh, knowledge <laughs> the mo- famous movie caramel knowledge caramel. starring dan gell <laughs> uh thank you once again for joining us we got a great episode this week Dan, um, i'm not good i have to get something off my chest i feel shitty about it okay open up <sighs> so yesterday drew like Spent all this time. She makes ice cream. She's an incredible cook and pastry chef. But yes. She also makes ice cream. And she made this incredible mint chocolate ice cream. You ate it all? It was a mint. No, I wish. I honestly wish I ate it all. What I did was worse. What, did what I do? did was worse. What did you do, Eric? Drunkenly and... Um, oh, no. Drunkenly and stonedly last night. I was... You know, you just kind of it? feeling weird. I, I was emotional. I was emotionally like drinking. I was emotionally, I was watching Garden State. Oh. Anyway, here's what happened. I know. Don't judge me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'll fight. I didn't watch all. I had to turn it off. Yeah. Um. I, so I ate the ice cream, I ate some of it, didn't I? I was like, don't eat all of it, even though I could have. Uh-huh. But then I was so high and drunk, I put it in the fridge instead mm, yeah. of the freezer. You it just melted. You can't refreeze that? And then Drew was like really looking for, like she's at work all day. She's got to work all day today. Uh Uh-huh. And then she wakes up this morning to me, melted. She spent so long making this. It was so good too. And I hate mint chocolate ice cream. I hate mint. What are you doing, Eric? I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. But you can pop that back in the freezer and you're okay. You're good to go. Yeah, but it's going to. You know, it, it does lose something. It loses a generation. Know. It's like a copy yeah. of a copy. Yeah, you're right. It's a clone of a clone. It's a clone of a clone. Uh, we got a we got a banger of an episode for you. We got uh, mm. former podcaster. This this guy's podcaster extraordinaire. You might say he's incredible. He's um, like the, he's like a Duplass brothers of podcasting. This yeah, guy. yeah. Has anyone else said that? That's a great. We got to email that to him because that's a great moniker. Uh, the dupl- I, but I use it for everything. Travis McElroy is coming up later in the Travis show. Travis McElroy. Um, but right now, uh, you want to just get into it? I mean, do Let's you need, get into it. Do you yeah. need some ice cream no, no, or should no. we go forward? No. All right. Okay. 
Doesn't even like the mint chocolate chip, he says. It was so good. That's what the, I was. That meant that was meant as a compliment. Okay. But at that point, you know, when you get to that fucked up place when you're emotionally eating, where it's like it doesn't matter yeah. what you're putting cram in your face. You need to cram them in your face. Yeah. Mine. Yeah. Still, what's yours? Mine is. Um. What do you call it? What are the crunchy noodles? Like Asian noodles. Um. They're they're like uh, they're crunchy noodles. I don't know. I just eat these. Bland, crunchy, like ramen noodles, like dry ramen noodles. No, they're uh, what do you call them? I don't even know. They're crunchy. You get more money than that. What do you? They're I mean, crunchy noodles. Well, there's just I eat everything out of the house, and then I'm eating like these crunchy. Yeah. Can you keep snacks in the house or no? Um, I, I've learned recently not to do that yeah. because yeah. I don't know why. No, 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 no. I mean, I can't. I try. We try to keep snacks in the house. Oh yeah, but I, but no, I won't. I won't let that happen go at all. Tasmanian devil on them. Uh, no, I try, I've, I've, I've recently learned, I don't know why it took me 34 years, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to bring this into my house and then it won't be a problem. Yeah. Um, unless it's the weekend. That's how I reward myself now, Eric. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I have cheat days and I say, Danny, this is, this is the week. Chili dog, wake up to a chili dog. Well, I mean, yeah, if it's a Saturday, I'll wake up to a <laughs> foot long chili dog. <laughs> I don't know why. They, why is that so funny? You eating chili dogs? I don't know. But it's I hilarious. used to eat tons of chili dogs when we had our ice cream stand uh, run by the Gill family. We had great chili oh. dogs, and I would eat those oh. like every day. Put a little cheese on it, chili cheese. Oh, now you're talking to Daddy. Yeah, you now you're talking to Baba in the language that he likes <laughs> that runny cheese stuff. Um, I had like I was in I was in Philly last week, and I had a cheese stick. I had chicken cheese stick with like. With cheese whiz, chicken cheese steak. Yeah. Why the chick? I had the day the day before. I had like a a delicious patty melt, okay. and I was like too much, too much beef. Yeah, I hear you. And I wanted to go chick. I made the wrong decision. Okay. But the cheese was so good. Yeah, the, the cheese whiz is apparently the real Philly way to do it, right? Not, mm-hmm. Yeah. Philly rules. Philly. Uh, Eric, somebody got some, saw somebody get knocked out. We should not. I don't know. That's are you bagging point. on the talented brother of love? Or was that what the last? No, name was? this guy was like this really cool buff dude. There was like a drunken uh, couple fight that was starting to get sort of violent. Oh, and it was really really bad. But then this dude just walk, calmly walked across the street with his backpack still on, just knocked the dude out, and then walked away. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, Philly doesn't play. Philly's just like there's just like good-hearted boxers. All right, I talked too much. <laughs> um, I, Eric, I'm just checking the clock here in the spacious Forever Dog Studios. Um, I'm sorry. I think it's. I forgot it, about. Well, no, it's just time I for love... the. You know what time it is right now? Is it nine? Yeah, it's time for the Nup News at nine. Let's play that music. Nup News at nine with the Nup Boys. We're fine. Okay. God. Can we can we start calling ourselves the Nup Boys? I thought, yeah, well, I always considered us nut boys. A couple of nuppies. A couple of nuppleheads. Mm, that's uh, good. That's like, thanks. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, this is the nuptials news at nine, nup what news, which what we always it? we always recommend if uh, if you're not listening to this at 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. And, nine. and so, now the nup news at nine. Yeah. So that wait should for be that. good. Yeah. Yeah. Or on the nines. I, I'd be okay with it being on the nines. Like so much in my mouth, I don't want to say it. Oh, okay. So yes, 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. That's and now, the, the NUP, NUP News, news at nine. 9. 
Okay, what do we got in the NUP news? Oh, oh boy. Oh, this is this is fun. So we've been doing our big royal rundown. We just got over we just got over that big hump, you know, Meghan Markle, right. all that. The royals never it never ends for me anyway. It's a lifestyle. No, I have a I have a Google alert. Um mm-hmm. Meghan Markle Google alert. So this one popped right up. Mm-hmm. Um now I am going to read there are several news outlets mm-hmm. carrying mm-hmm. the story. I'm going to read the Fox News um mm-hmm. uh publishing pub, publish publishment. Um, right. Publishing of this because it has some details I want to get into that others didn't. Um, the, the gory stuff. You want the gory stuff. I want the gory stuff. I want the truth. I want the truth. That's why I go to Fox News. Meghan Markle's ex-husband engaged shortly after the royal wedding, Eric. Huh. Isn't that convenient? Huh. Uh, huh. Trevor Engelson is engaged to girlfriend Tracy Curlin following ex-wife Meghan Markle's marriage to Prince Harry on May 19. Now... Do you think this is something he, it, it had to be something he was aware of, right? When he was planning out his, his engagement to his new fiance? Um, it seems like it. Yeah, it seems like he's definitely planning on uh, getting some of that limelight for his own. He, this seems like a forced job to me, a rush job, if you will. Oh, oh you don't think, think he really loves his, his... I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Oh, no. Um <laughs> Okay. Um, also, then breaking up in the first place is probably his fault because he couldn't handle her career taking off and like couldn't deal with her shooting suits in Toronto, which is like, well, distance is hard, Eric. I mean, the Europe- distance is hard, but it's also like you have to know that your partner is a actor, and sometimes, and you got to you know more than you're a fucking you're a slinger. You know what it's like. I sling. I'm a Dan Gil Corporatel. I sling. I'm down to sling. <laughs> um. You know, you got to take it where you can get it, honey. And and I feel like this guy, this Trevor. Um, yeah. You, know. you don't know anything about the situation. <laughs> you're putting, I do. You're I putting know. a I know lot every, of Trevor's I, plate. No, I know everything about the situation because okay. I know Trevor's. I know Trevor's back and forward. Ooh, this boy. is a Trevor. I saw I can just see people. I mean, look, he's uh, a producer in his own right. I don't know how jealous he was. It just didn't work out. You can't you can't rake this guy. You rake rake the coals of, what are this what is the saying you can't hold his feet to got, you can't hold his feet to the rake eric uh cuz you don't know the details also his ex wife mm-hmm. became a fairy tale mm-hmm. princess and everybody mm-hmm. loves her and that she's with right. harry now that's got to be that's a hard pill come on i don't think so cut the guy a break i don't think it's a hard pill at all and also i feel like it's reactionary to just rush out and have a wedding after having witnessed such a royal wedding well, you know, maybe he's just living his own life, you know, because maybe, maybe. you got to move maybe. on. Is he I supposed just feel to like, just hit pause on his life? This isn't just like a, like, people just, glo- yeah, haven't you, haven't you learned anything from our royal wedding coverage about how people will do anything to latch on to that royalness? Yeah. I mean, well, we did that it. Royal magic. Yeah. Huh? We did it. I was already part of it. Um, oh. But like, you know, you People want to fucking latch. I feel like it just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm too good at picking produce. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I know I could smell a bad fucking peach when I smell a bad peach. Wow. Well, and I'm reading further on now. Uh, Ingleson uh-huh. has moved on from his relationship mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. now Duchess of Sussex. The, TZ, the TV producer was said to have pitched a TV series loosely based on his relationship with Markle and her marriage to the British royal huh. family. 
Isn't that interesting? Okay. So How interesting is that? That's a little curious, if you ask me. Is it curious? That's a little is it curious. peculiar even? <laughs> it's a peculiar, yeah. Uh, but the, 40, the forty-one got the forty-one-year-old got wise. It seems he has since pulled the plug on the idea after reportedly talking to some of Markle's friends. Mm. Um, so he wised up at least. He's not going to air all their. Dirty I don't know laundry. about that. That's a nice way of saying that the royals were like, uh, "Don't do this. Cease and desist, my bruv." Yeah. <laughs> Cease and it's like a Guy Ritchie movie, right, Boy. bruv? But it's like the most boring one. Right, instead of shooting you, here's a cease and desist order, yeah? Boy. Cease and fucking desist. Um, okay. So that was that was a fun little <laughs> nup news. It is okay. very very Guy curious. Ritchie made an, if Guy Ritchie made a Nancy Myers movie. I'd see it. Two please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh let's wrap up the nup news at nine. Let's play that music out because Grumzillas. Um, I said Grumzillas, by the way. Which grooms. Pretty, pretty happy about. I like, I like Grooms. Grooms with a Z, yeah. Three Zs. That's who we be. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, well, it's, Eric, it's time for I Do's, I Don'ts. Play that music. Oh, yes. Um, this I Do's, I Don'ts. Warning, warning, disclaimer. Might get a little blue. Um, we're talking about some sex stuff here. You are so... I am from Iowa. I know, but that doesn't mean anything. It means me. I grew up in the Midwest? No, that... I'm clutching I my pearls. When, I hate when Midwestern people put that shit on, like, they're like, <laughs> oh, we're so much better at being people than you, because we're from a place that is landlocked. We're better... What is... How does that make sense? We're better at not talking about stuff, Eric. <sighs> we're so okay. reserved. That's fair. That's fair. I'm clutching... It's just sex. I'm it's clutching my pearls. No, I'm clutching my pearls right now. I don't even want to look really good. Pearls, get pearls. <laughs> I don't even want to read this headline. But this I do's I don'ts comes to us from Eric Dorian and Cosmo. Um, are you are you reading Cosmo on the reg or how did how did you find it this one? Just came up on my Twitter feed. You okay. know me. Okay. <clears throat> Cosmopolitan woman's husband likes to leave fruit in her vagina all day long so he can eat it later. Sub yeah. sub headline sometimes carrots too. <laughs> yeah, I do's I don'ts. Um, you go, you go, you go first, Emily Post. Well, let's just. Uh, well, should we explain a little more? Or I, that's pretty self. No, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, sheesh. Uh, okay, I'm. Uh, I'm just gonna say I don't right out the gate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because as it explains in this article, it doesn't seem too, uh, healthy for the woman or maybe the no. man. I don't know. I'm I don't think it's healthy for anyone. I don't think it's healthy physically. I don't think it's healthy emotionally. Except for, except for the, the pocketbooks for everyone over the CEO of Dole. <laughs> oh, they're really doling out the, listen. Wait, that's Bob. That's Bob Dole. Never mind. Oh. Ugh. That's and Teresa Hines. No, we have bottomed out here. Let's. let's yeah, have, you <laughs> hit it. I I wanted to make a joke about it. Like this guy is like you know. I think he is. He's he's he puts other dude. He's trying too hard. He's trying too hard. These male yeah. feminists they try too hard. I agree. Also, and we're not. About them. And Eric, we should specify we're not kink shaming here by saying I don't. Right. 
Did your lawyer just text you that for you to yeah. say that? Yeah, we have a forever dog re- on re- on retainer here. A lawyer <laughs> on retainer for forever dog. Good lawyer. Um, yeah. I don't know how he hears us broadcast before we drop it, but he just... He's a signal chaser. To me, he's a signal chaser. Yeah. Um, but no, we're not... I'm, may, we aren't kink shaming. Maybe I am. Who cares? Shame is appropriate sometimes. That's how I feel. <laughs> oh, buddy. I'm from oh, Iowa. Bro. I'm from Stop Iowa. Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do you think I do? I don't on the, uh, on the vagina fruit. Um, I mean, my thing about the art, I mean, I think that, you know, I'm pissed. I didn't think of it first. It's one of those ideas. It's like the office, you know, when they're like, when when I remember when the office came out, my thing was like, ah, shit, I should have fucking stolen the British workplace comedy. I should have stolen the British office. Uh Um, that's what and this is exactly how I feel now. But it's like, I don't know. It seemed, it seemed like the, I feel like I'm kind of put off by how much of this is like driving. Like the dude doesn't have to put anything in his, I guess he has to eat the fruit, but. Yeah. So I guess that's pretty, I mean, but she, I mean, I've, I worry about the health of, of, of the woman because of toxic shock syndrome is so right. scary. Yeah. I mean, the doctor does pipe in if you're not going to use, uh, use barrier devices such as condoms or plastic wrap to avoid bacteria. Pipe in is a, is, is a good word there, Doctor <laughs> Doctor Puffalot. Doctor Doctor Puffalot's like, um, I don't know. <laughs> He's, well, they say I don't know if it's a man or a woman. The doctor uh, use use condoms or a plastic wrap to avoid bacteria slash yeast infection, inf- yeast access to sugars in the fruits and vegetables. If you're not going to use a condom, choose fruits slash vegetables with an especially waxy skin, yeah. such yeah. as apples or cucumbers that uh, mm-hmm. function or mango bacteria. Okay, so I understand playing with Small. things in with your genitals. I'm, mm-hmm. I do on that because that's what sex mm-hmm. is technically. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Well, the whole thing with leaving it in all day and then I, ooh, I have mm-hmm. to come home and I'm a, I'm a bad little boy. I got to like what? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? I can't. I don't know. If she's into it, fine. Seems dangerous. Seems. It doesn't not to me. What I'm put off by is that it does not seem like her idea. And usually yeah. when it's stuff like that, that is not her idea. Yeah. I'm not. I want to be like, yeah. okay, maybe. It sounds just like go, he's go put. Just go eat a peach. I mean, my wife, sans my peach. wife, my wife eats fruit. Like she's very, uh, she can wax very erotically about fruit because she's a cook and a chef, and she loves okay fruit. Yeah. She loves like mango. She thinks mangoes are particularly very uh, sensual. Sensual is the yeah yeah. And if you've ever tried to eat a mango, I mean, um. Yeah, it's hard. So it's it hard sounds not, not to get a boner. Okay, are you and I do I do on this then? I'm a I I you know I'm a. You're clutching your pearls right now. You can't see this I'm at all. Clutch- never. I'm clutching my fucking butt pearls that are up my fucking ass. Whoa, kink. <laughs> <laughs> kink positive. Yeah. Um. um I'm clear. I'm clutching my pearls in my butt cheeks. Okay. Um, I'm gonna look out for that hot tweet coming up as soon as we're done with this podcast. <laughs> um, You're looking at like six or seven likes, maybe. I wanted to make this silly, and you made it serious. I mean, of course, I'm. A, I don't like because uh, I just feel like I'm sorry. This is Groomzilla's "I Do's I Don'ts," one of our staple segments, and we are never silly here. We answer the questions people want to. Well, I'm going pirate radio. Uh, great film. 
Richard Curtis. Richard Curtis. A, I didn't know. Yeah. Been a guest here. It is a good film. Slept uh, on film. Slept on. I like it. Uh, okay. So you're and I don't, right? Two I don'ts. Don't eat the I'm a, I don't know. Don't I'm eat a, the I don't vagina know. fruit. I'm a, I don't know. You're and I Ask, don't know? I want to see what Terry Crews thinks about this. If Terry Crews is down, I'm down. Okay. So maybe we'll put a pin in that for next week. Uh, either way, let's close up the fruit vagina bag. Wow. Uh, we got to get right into this because we have a nice long chat with Travis. Get into mm. some real stuff. Uh, mm. He has some great advice. Seems like a mm. guy. Seems like a guy with a good head on his shoulders. Mm. Um, and a great relationship. Yeah. So stick around. We're gonna take a break, and then we'll be right back with more Groomzillas. Thanks for listening. Uh, welcome back to Groomzillas. We're sitting in here in the spacious Forever Dog Studios with Travis McElroy. Uh, Travis, thanks for joining us. Hi. Hi. Hi, it's me, Hi, Travis. Travis. Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, we were just talking wedding rings. You said you lost your wedding ring? Okay, so when I when Teresa and I were first getting married, I actually got two wedding rings because I was working as a uh, theatrical carpenter at the time, and I didn't want to wear like my nice ring in the shop, so I right. got this really plain like titanium band. Okay. But then I also had like the really nice like ring that was like this beautiful carved thing that like I actually used in the ceremony and yeah. But it was slightly too big. Like my finger was like perfectly between two like a half size and a full size. Okay. And so one night I was out to dinner and it was me and my wife and our friend Hal Loveland. I was talking and I like flung my hands out in a gesture and it just <laughs> flew <laughs> off and perfectly landed in what was a gap what I must imagine was the perfect width of the ring uh -huh. between like these booths and the wall. And they were like attached to the wall. They were not removable. Uh -oh. And so for like 20 minutes, all these, all these other patrons and staff at the restaurant like, yeah. well, let's see it. And I was like suddenly just <laughs> yeah. getting so embarrassed. I was like, yeah. it's fine, yeah. it's fine, don't worry about it. Yeah. And this, the host, bless her heart, took my number and she said, if we ever do any renovations, <laughs> I'll give you, I was like, Okay, cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Like Teresa and I was Teresa's not upset. I was not upset. It was yeah. like, okay, well, I'll just get a different one. I'm not sentimental with things. Like, I'll just replace it. Yeah. But like everybody was like, oh, you're wedding ring. I was like, yeah. okay, it's fine. And don't worry about it. It's good. Is this pre-Yelp like or post-Yelp? What? Oh, that's is this pre-Yelp or post-Yelp? I think it's post-Yelp. I should have left like, yeah. I like the food. I didn't yeah, care for the gap in the booth. <laughs> well, now you the can go visit your ring. So yeah. Yeah. It's very special. It's right it's here. Like yeah. Once my child's older, I'll just point booth. her to the booth. <laughs> uh, well, you're lucky it wasn't like a family heirloom or something, or right? else you might have been ripping that booth out. Right. And here's the thing: like, if it had been my wife's ring, would have mm -hmm. been a big deal. But my ring was like a hundred bucks. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, that helps. it wasn't fancy. You know, yeah. it was just I liked it, and yeah. so I just got an exact duplicate uh -huh. of it. You know what I mean? It's like, and and. Yeah, you know, it's really funny to lose something, but also know where it is and just not be able yeah, to get right? to it. Yeah, right. Oh, it's uh, it's the same feeling as when I know that, like, you know, I owe somebody money for like a bill or something, and I, it's they for some reason it's difficult to pay them, uh -huh. and I'm like, just let me give you money, and they're like, okay, well, you're gonna need to come down here, and I'm like, okay, fine, whatever, just let me give you money. <laughs> Why won't you take my money? <laughs> uh, so you, your wife Teresa, how long have you guys been married? Uh, we've been married. Oh, it's such a good question. Uh, almost four years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why is that a good question? <laughs> well, it's a pretty straightforward here's the question. Thing, for I, some did you hear me whisper a good question? <laughs> yeah, good question. For some reason, I have 
I like in my head always swap 2014 and 2013 oh. because no well, oh you're right we have been married almost five years oh, okay. <laughs> That's so you just did it. well because we got married in 2013 and then we moved uh to los angeles in 2014 oh, okay and so like those uh, are like back to back within a yeah. year huge like events yeah. life event. and i can uh -huh. never remember the years so like yes. i can never remember if we got married in 2014 or 2013. Okay. we got married in 2013 and then moved to la for two years in 2014 and then moved back to Cincinnati in 2016. Okay. Um, Where in LA did you live? We lived at first in uh, Culver City, mm -hmm. and then we moved to uh, the Valley and lived. Nice. Oh, I can't remember the name of the place we lived in the Valley. Sherman Oaks. No. Reseda. No. Northridge. No. Mission Hills. No. You're doing great, though. <laughs> Chatsworth? Um, it was like. No. Oh, was it Chatsworth? No. Now it's like, oh, like North Hollywood. Yeah, it was North Hollywood, I think, <laughs> yeah. but I can't. There was like, but there was like a specific part of North Hollywood we were in. I can't remember. Oh, Anyways, okay. um, but so yeah, so like in that string, and it also doesn't help that my little brother and his wife got married. Like, we got married October 6th, 2013. Okay. And they got married December 7th, 2013. Oh. So like two months later, but then, so I can never remember if it's the 6th or the 7th. You know no. what I mean? Because it's yeah. like one of them's the 6th right. and one of them's the yeah. 7th. Well, December 7th is easy because that day lives in infamy. Yeah. It's Pearl Harbor it, Day. Because it was so, oh, okay. I was going to say because it was cold in Texas during their outdoor <laughs> wedding. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, for some people, I'm sure. Normally, I would say cursedly cold. Uh -huh. The day before, it was, because they did in December in Austin, Texas, and like the day before the wedding, uh -huh. it was like 70 degrees. Day of the wedding, like 28 degrees. Of course. Day Yikes. after the wedding, 65 degrees. There it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. It was weird. Yeah. Did um, you take that as an omen? I hope not. I did. Okay. Uh, no, so um, <laughs> we got married, and you know, it's it's interesting too, because if anybody is falling into any stereotypes, and like, oh, you can't remember your anniversary. Mm -hmm. it, I, like my wife is worse at it than I am. Oh, like yeah. routinely, I'm the one who's like, "Should we do anything for our anniversary?" And she's like, "Oh, um, I mean, I guess." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If Is you it want coming to. up? Oh, sure. sure. Okay. Do you make a point of like going out on dates though? Like when you're like, we're overdue for a date. Like, yeah, you, you know, especially. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, and maybe this is dork, but like we really like going out as a family, and like mm -hmm. it's what our baby is travels very well. And oh, yeah. we've been taking her to restaurants since she was three weeks old. So like, Fuck she's yes. really good on it. Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah. so like, we take her out all the time, especially because of the my podcast lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We tour a lot. So like, we travel as a family and like, because yeah. of my brother, my brother and me being like a family thing and all of our shows are like very family oriented. We all like when we go on tours, like we take our whole families with us. Uh -huh. And so That's like, awesome. yeah, so it becomes like our, our dates are often like, like all three of us hanging out yeah and that will probably change when she gets sure. a little bit older and she's yeah. like three teen. or four but she yeah, when she's a teen uh -huh. but right now at 18 months it's just like we really enjoy her company a lot yeah. so it's fun yes. to take her to places uh, with us yeah because uh, mm. she's not just a total turd yet yeah uh, so yeah. we'll see how that goes when she's like four yeah um and that's the way you like it you don't you don't ever think let's get the sitter tonight and have it just yeah. be us too the only time that that happens is like for movies because like sure. i don't think bb would sit through the yeah. avengers you know no because yeah. she's 
talks to the screen. Well, or... and so we end up, Teresa and my date, so yeah, she talks back. She's like, she's wait, hold on. on her phone. That would never happen. <laughs> yeah. I've read the comics. It's, um... it's not good baby representation. No, <laughs> I hate this. Where's the cartoons? Why isn't Daniel Tiger in the Avengers? Um, but oh, so yeah. Teresa Daniel and my. Oh, God, Daniel Tiger's so good, you guys. Um, when Teresa and I go on dates, just us, it's usually like during the day. Uh-huh. Like we'll go to a movie at like 10 o'clock in the morning, which I'll tell you a secret is the best That's time great. to go to movies. That's my yeah. favorite time. Love that it. is my favorite so time. So great. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, forget about it. That's how it's on social network. I'll never forget it. Especially if you can do it on like a weekday. Yeah. There's yeah. like roll up to a movie like on a Thursday at like 10 a.m. Uh, yeah. It's uh, great. Yeah. That's fucking heaven for me. It's that's so my, good. That's my oh, good place. I love it. Um, but yeah, so we and we, um, you know, we we do stuff together because uh, it's gross, but we like each other's company. So like my wife and I hang out a lot. It's <laughs> so great. gross. It's so gross, you guys. Yeah. Um, and then we, you know, talk about how great we are all the time. But like, so Teresa and I do a podcast together called Schmanners. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so like, that's really fun because we get to travel with that show sometimes. And like, it's, it's also really nice to have, I mean, it's not a hobby. It's our job. We get paid to do it. But it also is nice yeah. to have this like shared endeavor. I was going to say, you work yes. together, you, right. you live together, it, yes. and it never becomes too much for either one of you? No. I mean, the thing is, is like we are both, uh, we are both somewhat, an, I think, in a healthy level of independence. Mm-hmm. So like we like to hang out. Mm-hmm. And then it also is like, okay, well, I'm going to go play video games while you watch this TV show. Okay, right. I'll see yeah. you in an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like having That's that so nice. Huge. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's a nice yeah. little break, but it's not like we we still do hang out, right? You know, and uh, one of the things, so working from home is really weird, especially like because my job is amorphous. Like mm-hmm. I work for myself, I work from home, and rarely are there deadlines. So it's like I have to like kind of set this artificial boundary of like, okay, I work from nine to five, yeah, but and the trade off there is like, okay, so I can't help unless you absolutely need me, yeah, but also at five o'clock I stop, right. And yeah. so because with the amorphous thing, and this happened a lot early on working at home where I would work till like eight or nine, was it's just like, okay, why not? I, I'm still at right. home. I don't have, and so like, yeah. I suddenly, you know, she'd come in and be like, well, I'm going to bed. And I'm like, yeah. well, I haven't seen you all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So, so I had to set hours for myself. Yeah. So are you hanging with the baby too that whole time? I, I mean, sometimes. Like that's yeah. one, of, one of the really nice things about working from home. But once again, I still had to set a weird boundary for Teresa of yeah. like, here's the thing like some days you know my workload is pretty light and like you know if you need me to watch her for an hour while you take care of something you got it yeah but like i do have to kind of reel myself in because i do want to hang out with the baby you know i want to chill with her she's super fun Mm -hmm. but if i start doing that then stuff you know isn't getting done and i'm falling behind and because there's no deadlines and it's amorphous it's really easy for stuff to pile up Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah how did you meet your wife well, I was uh, dating a roommate. Um, so I was, <laughs> you made the switch. Yeah, so I was Classic. sort of dating a roommate. Um, Me cute. And yes, it, it was very cute. Um, so I was kind of dating my, oh no. I just got a text from my wife telling me that my baby tried to stand up in the bathtub and slipped and now has a bruise on her forehead. She's oh, fine. No. She's Boy. fine. She's a very resilient oh. child. Um, so I had they gone really on. Are. I yeah, they're rubber. I had uh, gone on a few dates with her roommate, and but it like wasn't going. It was super super casual, and mm-hmm. then we stopped seeing each other. And she at the time when we met was also like in a long term relationship with a guy of like two years, and then they broke up unbeknownst to me. And then we ran into each other at like a theater after party like six months later, mm-hmm. 
and I really felt like she was flirting with me, but I was like, but she has this boyfriend. Yeah. And then afterwards, I was talking with my little brother, and I was like, yeah, it's so weird. I felt like she was flirting with me. And he was like, yeah, well, she broke up with that guy. And I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Um, so he started dating after that, um, which I thought I was being like super casual and laid back, and she did not. She thought I was being really not <laughs> aggressive is not a good word, but I was very tenacious, I think was maybe a better uh-huh. word. Uh-huh. Our first date ever. Uh, <laughs> so I really love this story. So our first real date. Um, well, no, our first real date, I'll tell about it in a second because it's very romantic. Okay. But this is very embarrassing. So I was like straight out of middle school. I was like, well, what I'll do is I'll arrange a group hangout Mm -hmm. so I can spend more time with her and get to know her better. But the mistake I made was I asked her first and she was like, yeah, totally. And then everyone I asked after Uh, that was busy. And I was like, oh no, it's just gonna be her and I. So I made Griffin, my little brother, go with us okay. and, he, and he was like this is gonna be so weird and like straight out of a sitcom he was like this is gonna be weird i'm like it's not gonna be weird jump cut to it being weird yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very weird. Um, yeah. and so like my little brother went on our first date and then our next <laughs> How old was he? How old? Oh, he at the time was like 23 i think uh, when i was like 26 I he was like 12 no 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 he was old <laughs> enough to be it but it was also like we all three knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, well, this is weird. But it was still fun. We still had a good time. I'm glad you went through with it and didn't pull the ripcord. And well, just be like, I really hey, liked her. Get out of here. She was just so cool. Yeah. And so then our actual, like, real first date, we were going to go see a movie. And we ended up getting there, like, 15 minutes late. And so we're like, well, we'll get tickets so to the like next 10, showing. Yeah, it was like 10, 15 a.m. Uh-huh. And we're like, well, we get tickets to the next showing. And we'll just, like, hang out in this bar until that's showing. Yeah. And so we sat in the bar and we were talking and like an hour and a half flew by. I said like, hey, I kind of don't want to see the movie. I just want to keep talking to you. And she was like, okay. And I ran over to the theater and returned the tickets. And we ended up sitting there and talking for like four hours. Yeah. And so we moved in together after three months. Oh, wow. Um, Hitting the gas. Well, so like, and we also unofficially got engaged at that point because we had a conversation in which... I, I was it, our our leases were expiring on our separate apartments, uh-huh. and I was like, "Listen, we could get two different apartments and like spend the night at each other's houses for a year, right? Or yeah. we could just move in together." And okay. she said, "Well, I don't want to move in with anyone unless I know that I'm going to marry them." And I said, "Oh, I'm going to marry you." And she said, oh, "Okay, let's move in together." Oh, wow! And so then we lived together for uh, about two years, and like I got engaged about a year and a half into that. Got officially, officially yeah, yeah, like with a ring and everything. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite moments is at one point, I think a year in, I looked at her and said, hey, I don't have a ring yet, but I'm ready to propose to you. And she's like, okay, we're already engaged, yeah. so don't worry about that, but like, we're not going to be engaged until I have a ring to show people yeah. and like make it official. So like, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, Fair. And then, yeah, just checking. Okay, bye. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I just thought maybe you would want that, but you don't, so that's fine. Uh-huh. Um, and then we had the most, uh, like, I would say, like, utilitarian engagement. Like, <laughs> me proposing to her was so utilitarian because, like, we ordered the ring together. Okay. And, like, we made it, like, we, you know, made it on. Picked it out. Yeah, and, picked it out yeah. together. So she knew what day it was coming. Uh-huh. And, she, and so, like. She had told me, like, when you get to here, propose right away. Uh-huh. Don't wait. You don't don't feel the need to do anything. Yeah. Like big, just fucking give it to me. And right. I was like, okay, cool. 
And so then we both were in sh- two different shows that night. And so like I came home from work, she came home from work. I we literally got there at the exact same time. Uh-huh. I had her walk in the door first. I came in, I handed her flowers and a bottle of champagne. I got down on a knee. I proposed. She said yes. I said, "Okay, great. I've got to get ready for my show now." And she said, "Okay, yeah, me too." And then we were out the door 45 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, it was just, just like, "Okay, cool. We know what's with. up." Yeah, well, yeah. cuz that's the thing is like on some la- like it, it, we were basically from the time we moved in together, mm-hmm. we felt very married. Right. Like there was no yeah. There was never a question of like, are we going to be together? Like right. there was never a conversation about it. It was never a thing we had to figure out. Yeah. Like we just really clicked on a level that I've never clicked with anyone else. Uh-huh. And so like when we got married, people kept asking me like, does it feel different? I was like, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> no. feels exactly yeah. the same as yeah. it did before. Yeah. yeah. So what are you, what, are you conservative background? What's your background like as far as uh, a religious, just based on her saying, I don't want to live with someone unless I know I'm going to marry. Well, him. for the, I guess that's more of a question for her. Well, so that was not on a religious basis. That was more of like, you know, at that point, she had had like two different long term relationships that she had thought, especially one where they had begun discussing marriage and they'd been together for like three years. Okay. Where like this was like, okay, but like I don't want to take that step she just until wanna, like we yeah. know. Cause yeah. like didn't want to third. She's been and, down that road. Yeah. And okay. like the two dudes before were the ones who like after being together forever were just like, oh, you know what? No, maybe no. And like, oh, then there's yeah. me who was just like, yeah, no, definitely. Like, you're yeah, yeah. definitely going to get married. Don't even worry about that. Right. And so it was more of just like, this is a big move to move into a house together, like yeah. to move in together and buy stuff together and like start building this thing to then turn around and like At break. three months. especially, yeah, Right. Like, yeah. To then break up and be like, well, what do we do with the couch? Yeah. And so this was like, oh, yeah, no, like I couldn't already three months in, I was like, I can't yeah. see a life without you. Had you lived yeah. with someone before that as well? No. I mean, I'd never lived with anybody. I mean, I'd had roommates. Sure. Um, but it was also, so let me uh, be really braggy for a second and explain mm-hmm. why Brag my relationship up. with my wife is so great. Yeah. Um, what, from the word go, when we first started dating, we were like oddly, honestly communicative with each other. And where that came from in the beginning was that I was very social in my 20s. And so like, I really liked going out to places. And she was more of like a stay at home. And not that she never went out, but like for her, you know, once or twice a month was fine. And like, I routinely, especially doing theater with a bunch of people was like, well, it, you know, I know we went out the last two nights, but there's an after party tonight, so let's go. Right. right. You don't even think about it in your 20s. Right. Like you're just, like, I'm yeah, just I'm doing gonna, it. We're doing it. Oh, there's a Halloween party. And, and then, and, yeah. right. Yeah. And so we had to one day have this conversation that was like, okay, sometimes I'm going to want to go out and you're not going to. Right. So what needs to happen is we need to talk about it. And if you don't care, if you say, I don't care if you go, I'm not going to go, but it's fine if you do, uh-huh. you have to mean it. Right. And like, if I say it's important to me that you go with me on this, right? Right. If I say it's okay if you don't go, I have to mean it. Right. And like, there will be some days where it is important to you that I stay home and that is totally fine. Yeah. And you can say, and there are some days where it's going to be really important that you go to to a thing with me and I will say it. Yeah. But if we don't say it to each other, we're going to get angry at each other and Mm -hmm. like hold this weird resentment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that from that point forward, that was kind of what became our mode of communication is like, if you say it's okay, if I say it's okay, if you say this, yeah. we have to mean it. Because right. like, yeah. if we don't. Yeah. No games. Yeah. 
it's so easy to like want to spare feelings though because right. it's so easy to be like no i'm actually doing the right thing when you're not because you're like you want to go out and right. you want to do that thing where it's like you want to be open about that and you think you can't but you just have to because right. otherwise ultimately it's just gonna fucking blow up right because oh, what you don't want to do is build this weird animosity about a thing that's right. really not a big deal right but yeah. you just aren't saying it and so then yeah. it's like six months in you're like okay you never and it's like yeah ah, see but if you adjust the first time yeah. said like okay well is it okay with you if i go okay thank you or yeah. and if she were to say like no i'd really like you to stay home tonight i'd say like okay cool thank you for saying that yeah yeah um and so like then that that kind of began to carry over into like every conversation we would have where it's like okay are you like what how would you like this to go now and like what are you feeling and and or we'd like catch ourselves saying something or responding in a way and saying like you know what i'm sorry I, let me explain. The reason I feel this way, the reason that I said that yeah. was because I'm feeling like this and like yeah. that made me think about this. Right. And that's where it was. And um, it, the thing is, is like that kind of level of, of honesty of saying like, hey, let me explain to you why I'm feeling like I'm feeling right now is really, really, really uh, terrifying at first, right? Because sometimes it's not even just like, oh, opening yourself up. Sometimes the reason you feel away is dumb. <laughs> like sometimes it's like, it's it's just that like when I was six and it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. cool. And it would be very easy for the other person to be like, no, not a good we're not going to do that. Yeah. And it's the worst when you can watch yourself being a child and you're like, oh my God, don't do this. But you just can't help it because you are in fact a child. Right. And say, I know <laughs> I shouldn't care about this, yeah. but I do. For some reason, this yeah. really matters to me. Yeah. But the, yeah. and I think this is a testament to, to Teresa too, is like when we have those conversations of like, hey, I know that this seems dumb, but this is really important to me. Right. right. Having a partner who's like, okay, then it's important to me too. And yeah. like, I'm not doing this for you. We are doing this together. And it really is just, uh, I don't know how I got so lucky to be in this uh, type of partnership, but I would wish it on everybody. Yeah. Is that yeah. something you think is just special between the two of you? Is that a kind of person you are in all, all your relationships? Why do you think you're so open I, and honest with each other? I am other? not that way. In fact, I am very non-confrontational mm -hmm. in with other people. And I tend to like it like from like retail employees to my best friend. Yeah. Like yeah. just say like, Oh, that's fine. Oh yeah. No, don't worry about it. And then yeah. like, just like quietly see in a corner. Yeah. And I think it was just like a realization of like, if we are going to do this and yeah. build this yeah. thing together, there's no point. We me. have to be on the same page. Yeah. And yeah. so like, I, I think there was also a decision I made, like whether I made it consciously or not, of just like, I want this person to know me. Yeah. Like I want yeah. this person. And still there's things now, like we've been together almost eight years now mm -hmm. and there will still be things. Oh, over eight years. There will still be moments where I'm like, Hey, can I tell you something? Like, here's the thing yeah. about me. That's really like weird or that like I'm embarrassed about. And yeah. she's like, oh, okay, cool. And I'm like, <gasps> and it's like this weird, like, by degrees, this person getting to know you is so mm. rewarding. I think that that yeah. was it is because of the like social discussions of like going out or staying in that was like, wow, this is really working out. This <laughs> yeah. is really rewarding. Who knew? What if we just kept <laughs> doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Because you get that twin goodness of actually saying something out loud and being immediately like 
told by someone that it's totally fucking cool. Yeah, so right? you get like you get that feeling for yourself, and you're like, oh shit. Well, and also I will say I I give most of the credit for this to Teresa because also she put in a lot of emotional labor very early on oh, yeah. to help me get over this thing that I think a lot of and I'm I'm gonna say dudes, but probably just a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, mistakenly do which is try to fix someone else's problem when they are upset yeah and oh, this yeah. is a thing that i like teresa would be stressed out about something at work Just and listen. i'd be like well let's let's go do something fun then and she yeah. would and she was like no, yeah, that's mm-hmm. not what I need right now. I'm venting. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you, and I just yeah. want you to say, "Oh, yeah, oh, that sucks," and that's yeah. really hard for me because. I, and the thing is, what I've learned since is at the time I would have said, "But I want to help." But what yeah. I actually learned, I was doing, and this is just for my own independent research and thinking about it. Mm-hmm. What I was actually doing was like, "Oh, I am uncomfortable that this person is upset, and I want." it to go away so i don't yeah. have to be uncomfortable interesting and that's was, what performers do like that's right. what performers like that's yeah. their whole fucking gift yeah that's what i do yeah. it's like i'm gonna cheer Come you up me uh look yeah. at me over here yeah. yeah right and so like i wasn't actually trying to help Teresa. I was yeah. trying to make her stop being upset so that it wasn't upsetting <laughs> to me you. Yeah. yeah where it's like yeah. well i don't want to have to worry about this you know <laughs> and it's the thing is like in in if you think about it that kind of helping is very mm-hmm. selfish. Yeah. Because yes. it's not really giving the person what they need. Yeah. It's more just like, hey, could you stop crying in front of me? Yeah. yeah. Like, why don't we distract you so that you don't cry in front of me? Yeah. And that's not yeah. that's not a good way to go. And so like those kinds of discussions. And the thing is, is like I I am uh, a narcissist and I am and I mean that non uh non like I mean it literally. Flippantly, yeah. 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 And so like it's but I am uh, I like to say a recovering narcissist where like, mm. if you had known me when I was like 23, uh-huh. like I was, I was yeah. a shit. I was a shithead. And now as a 23 year old, that's weird. Same. I know. Right. Can you yeah. believe it? When I was 18, a tw- real turd. <laughs> a 23 year old dude who sucked. I know. No. Can you believe it? I was born in West Virginia and I went to school in Oklahoma and I was a 23 year old white guy. And for yeah. some reason, Strange. not that there's anything wrong with West Virginia or Oklahoma. Right. I'm just including all of my backstory. Yeah. Um, but so, since then, and a lot of this has to do with like my relationship with Teresa is like making I I somewhere along the line made the decision of like, what if I didn't just stay the way I am now mm-hmm. and instead right. tried to improve? Yeah. And yeah. like that. And also, I think a big part of that was when we started doing the podcast and everything, I started getting uh, like a lot more um, exposure and attention where people were giving me more feedback Mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh, okay. I could either choose to like ignore this and be like, uh, can you believe the, or like listen to it and say like, (laughs) what if I actually like consider these things that they're saying? Yeah. And somewhere along the line, the growth started to be in its own way, kind of like rewarding. Yeah. Because like, that's the thing is like, okay, I'm going to openly communicate with Teresa and like actually like work on listening to people and being present in the moment and not just thinking about myself. And that was really hard, but in doing it, I was like, oh, my life is getting better. Yeah. I'm happier now and I have this better relationship than I've ever had with anyone else. Yeah. What if I tried to do this with more people? Yeah. And I tried to be open and honest and listen to more people. Yeah. Just constantly try to be on a team, like in every way. Whereas like, it's the best when you find a partner who's like willing to work on stuff in the same way and you're like, oh shit, like we could like do this together and then it just opens it up. It's so hard to practice though. Like I, I say it and I like, can't really i don't really do it in my life but i want to and i can just kind of see it 
Right. And, and, and it's slowly happening. And, and that's, that's the a thing step is, in the right direction, though. Right. And yeah. doing the work, be, even if you're only on yeah. step two of a thousand, it's better than being in square one. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. To mix metaphors a little bit. Uh-huh. But, right. And it's also one of the interesting things. And one of the things that I really love about my marriage with Teresa is that support is a really interesting, like, double edge sword where like that doesn't always mean like saying yes you know mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. i like to think of it like in improv when you talk about like yes and mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and doesn't necessarily mean that your character is agreeing with the person it means that you are right. agreeing but you might be saying no as the character right because that's how you agree with the other person and so like there are things that like Teresa and i push each other on rather than yeah. just letting each other continue on a behavior like right. for example Teresa doesn't like making plans too far away and like it makes her really anxious mm-hmm. And so, like, when we plan a vacation or something, like, it's, it's, she'll say, like, I don't, I, yeah, let's not talk about it. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. And I'll That's say, how like, I am. I hate it too. But see, I love making plans in advance. And so yeah. I'll say, like, no, I know you're going to appreciate this when we're doing yeah. it. Right. Yeah. And every time we go and do something, she'll turn to me and say, like, hey, thank you for making me do this. Yeah. Right. And then she immediately forgets again. <laughs> and yeah. then I'm like, yeah. hey, what if we, and she's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, there is something about, like, okay, I think what you need is this. Right. But I also have to really think about my own motivations and think like, am I doing this for selfish reasons and convincing myself that I'm helping you? <laughs> and so like, there's a lot of that. And there's a lot of stuff Teresa does. Like, I don't know if you guys have noticed, I talk a lot yeah, and I tend <laughs> to interrupt people. And like Teresa, if I, we're at a party or somewhere and I'm like interrupting people, but she'll just like gently lay her hand on I my arm. That. And I'm like, I love oh, that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> nice Great. cue. Yeah. Uh, I've seen that. I see that with like other couples, and I just fucking. There's nothing I like more than that. Right. I love. And then like, but especially like your response to that, which is like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, because yeah. a lot of dudes would not respond that way in that in like like you know there's you know yeah. wars or whatever. There's actually a war happening right now. Where's well, the first lady? Well, um, well, one of the things is like. You know that like it sounds cliche, but like my wife is better than me at that. Like yes. so, like we have a whole podcast in which she is the yeah. etiquette expert. Right. <laughs> like my yeah. wife is better at the social interaction side of it than I am. Yeah, and so yeah. like if I tried to pretend like I wasn't, like <laughs> I was like, I think I'm doing fine. Like, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> she's better at this. She's right. doing yeah. great. Yeah, and like on the other side of it, like I'm more like spontaneous and like like let's do something fun just yeah. for us yeah. it's frivolous and yeah. will help us like yeah. that kind love, of thing is what I do you know yeah yeah. I love Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher have that if you ever see them yeah. like perform stand up together Cameron will you know she'll talk and talk and talk and it's like she's getting laughs and laughs and laughs and funny and then like Rhea will just like sneak in with like one line and it's just fucking perfect and it fits perfect and then that's like one time I, I was hanging it. out with that me and Teresa were hanging out with Cameron and Rhea and Teresa and, Re- and Cameron were talking and me and Rhea were talking and that mixture like got along super great. And I realized that is because it's the yeah. same dynamic yeah. as when yeah. I'm talking to Teresa right. and Cameron's yeah. talking to Rhea. We had just yeah. switched yeah. like who was who. And, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, you guys have a very similar yeah. like balance. I'm the big one and yeah. I'm the cyber. Right. Like, you yeah. know, that kind of yeah. idea of I, I, I always think that that it's 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 cliche and it's hard to figure out sometimes but finding someone who is enough like you that you get along great mm-hmm. but is like better and different than you in the things that you wish you yeah, were better weaknesses. and different in. right yeah. and so like Teresa and I have so much in common but we also our, our we our strengths and weaknesses like match up very nicely yeah yeah and and it I don't know 
I, I don't believe in like there's one true pairing of there's one person out there, but like Teresa is a perfect fit for me. Yeah. And like, I feel very lucky to have that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is I love my wife a lot. You guys. There it is. Yeah. Uh, going back to the planning thing, just as far as like a wedding goes, you guys got married and you planned a wedding. So does that give her, did, did that give her anxiety as well? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, well, because like one of the things, so I, I was, I, I don't know if you think I'm gonna like to be the center of attention. And so like. I was very much about like this is our day. Yeah. We're gonna do stuff <laughs> that we want. To. Yeah, and like my my older brother who had been married for a couple of years before was like, "Well, you have to know like the wedding's not really for you." So I was like, "Bullshit! Yeah. Wedding for me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get that. This yeah. is for me. I don't understand that logic. Yeah. It's not for you at all. It's for us. We're the ones getting married. This is right. my wedding. Right. And so I'm like sorry. we also like didn't make a big deal. like so basically what we did is we ended up. When we came to like, let's make a decision about this thing, we always on purpose chose what is the thing that will be the least stressful version of mm -hmm. this? What is like the least stressful? What is the easiest way to do this? Yeah. Because we want to be able to enjoy the lead up to it and we don't want it to be like, well, I hope that worked. Like we didn't want to yeah. worry about it. Yeah. And yeah. so like originally we like for our food we were just gonna like go to kroger and buy a bunch of like you know like big old plate of like fried chicken and mm -hmm. like sides and or and what we we're gonna but, do is yeah. get a bunch of fried chicken and ask our friends to like make sides and bring them and yeah. like just not worry about it and in the end Teresa's parents were like no we'll figure out the catering so we, you don't have it and like our <laughs> wedding cake was like we just got like cheesecake bites you uh -huh. know like those like because like, i love cheesecake very much yeah and like our our wedding cake was cheesecakes from Cheesecake Factory because we were just like, that's what we want. Yeah. And it's fine. And we got married at a theater in town and like, it was great. Yeah. And like, yeah, it was wonderful. And so like, our wedding was very us, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, we didn't work. And so like, our friend who performed the ceremony, um, he was like, what do you want? And I was like, well, I, I've always thought that this thing was cool. And he was like, okay, then we'll do that. Mm -hmm. And like, that was about it. And so like, um, whenever we, came to a decision point we never thought well what we're supposed to do we just said like yeah. what do you want to do yeah right what's your thing yeah. what do you want to do yeah. okay cool well I, then we'll just do that i think that's becoming more of a common uh practice with uh, people our age not not banking on tradition versus just hey let's yeah. let's make it about us this well, is our and, thing and so like but also we, like but also like putting like i feel like we where we kind of slipped up a little bit was but we try to take it too. we tried to be too chill about it like mm -hmm. you said with the kroger food and stuff like we kind of did that last, we kind of did that with a lot of different parts of our wedding. So everything kind of got left to the last minute. I mean, it was great. And it was, I talked so much shit about my wedding on this podcast. <laughs> I, I will say, mine was not I'm perfect. Stressed, I, I'm still stressed about it. Mine yeah. was not perfect. If I could go back yeah. in time, the thing yeah. I regretted the most was rather than a band or a DJ or something, I just like made a mm -hmm. playlist of music and put it on a thumb drive. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I said, just like play that. And then like nobody danced and yeah. like that, it never, it never transitioned from the point of like ceremony to reception to just like chill after party, right. like yeah. the chill after party part never happened because you, yeah. you kind of underestimate the importance of having a human being, be it a band or a DJ or somebody yeah. who's like, I'm going to feel Tempo. the energy yeah. of the room. Yeah. And, yeah. and yes. like, so like the musical play Thank number you. is like, oh, this is fun. And uh -huh. it's like, yeah. 
Yeah, but it wasn't what you need. The only time it danced, so my mother passed away when I was 21. And so for the uh, mother-son dance part, Mm -hmm. um, I just encouraged everybody to come out and dance. And I made it seem like I was going to do this, like, tribute thing to her uh-huh. and then what i played was her favorite like dance song which is play that funky music white boy and like everybody <laughs> danced to it and it was this really funny like but also Aww. like my mom would have loved it you yeah. know kind of thing and that was the moment where like literally everybody danced like there were people who like their you know husbands or wives came up to me like i haven't seen them dance yeah. in 20 years that yeah. was great yeah and so like that's probably like one of my top like three favorite moments yeah. of the whole that's incredible yeah, yeah that was great how um, do you not dance to that bass line and right? with that sentiment behind it? It's so good. Yeah. Um, and, and also, like, my brothers and my dad were there. So, like, that was a fun yeah, moment for us. Because, like, yeah. we all, appre- like, Justin, Griffin told me later, like, I didn't know what you were about to do. And I was so worried that it was going to be, like, super maudlin. And, yeah. like, yeah. and I was like, oh, dude, that's such a bummer. Why? And he was like, but then it was yeah. play a fucking music. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. And, like, that. so those kinds of moments where it's just like, oh, that's a very standout, very personalized thing yeah. I loved. Yeah. And so having just a playlist felt so impersonal. Yeah. yeah. That was like. Yeah, I wish I would have just gotten a band or a DJ. Or yeah, something. yeah, that makes sense. I've I've known people who've done the playlist thing, and inevitably someone just goes over and grabs it and starts playing right the things yeah. that they want to hear, which sometimes works. Um, I I going back to your point about your mom and being maudlin. My mother has also passed away, so she wasn't that. But but I also I was worried about making it. Because you want to mention your mother, right? Yeah. But you also don't want to be like, my yeah. mommy's dead. Like- we we really worked super hard on the wording with yeah. our officiant of like, okay, how do we address like the families and the people that aren't here and the people that are passed on and like, how yeah. Do we, and like, we really worked hard because what we didn't want was like, hey, everybody, you're here to celebrate our marriage, but also think about death. Yeah. And then like, so yeah. we really like fine tuned the language yeah. really hard um, because like, I, I, you know, I wish my mom had been there. Sure. But yeah. I also like don't want to make I, the day about that. No, no. I, and I feel like as a just speaking as a wedding goer and as someone who has both my parents, thank God, um, I feel like in that moment, like to have like a really serious kind of sad moment is completely fine. Like it's not going to ruin, it's not going to like make the whole day or the wedding about that moment. But that moment, I mean, it's a moment because it's, it's self-contained and it's a momentness. Oh boy. Um, but like the wedding's going to go on. It's like, you know, it's kind of like, it's like telling when you tell a joke, that's like deeply sad and traumatic for yourself in person. Like, and you, there's a punchline at the end of it. Like it doesn't, to me, doesn't take anything away from the personal experience. Yeah. I think what it was is once again, it, it was, I didn't make that decision for the people at the wedding. I think, I think yeah. I made that decision for me of like, huge. I don't yeah. think my mom would want me to be sad. She wasn't here. For I sure. think like, right. and so there was a lot of like thought about that. About, I mean, like, clearly by her judging by her favorite song, like right? definitely was not what, that what, kind of What game. do I think my mom would want in this moment? And I don't think it yeah. would be sadness. It would be like yeah. her whole thing when she was passing away was like, choose joy. And she's talking about like, you know, like don't look on the bad part of like choose joy. Yeah. And so like, that was like kind of our, kind of rallying rallying cry in the years after she passed of like you know what let's make the decision and it's one of the reasons like we do the podcast and stuff is because my brothers and i rather than like breaking apart and letting our family crumble chose to like kind of unite in comedy and making jokes and cheering people up 
That um, is so rad. And, well, and we, you know, you said earlier, like the performer of like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to make the choice now to like make jokes and mm-hmm. like yeah. find humor and make comedy because that's what I would want here. You know what I mean? I want to laugh and I don't want to wallow in my own thing. Anyways, yeah. so that's the wedding. Um, and so like that, that kind of stuff, when we came to those moments to make the decision, never felt like another thing that I felt bad about, I don't know how we could have fixed this, is so like when we sent out invitations, there were a lot of people who RSVP'd, yes, and then didn't show up, Mm -hmm, which was like a really, like so, at mm-hmm. one point, we were very worried because we had first built a list that had like 30 names more than there was room. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people yeah. were like, well, don't worry about it because you'll send it. You'll get a lot of no's. And we're like, yeah. oh, okay. But then it was really frustrating. Like, how many people that were like, I was like, I haven't even heard back from you. Right. Like, what What are you doing? <laughs> and there was something about that that was, and I think it is because, like I said, recovering narcissist. There was something about like, this is my wedding. Big time. Why yeah. are you not coming to this? Yeah. Why are you being a jerk? I got that. And you have to get over that because uh, like you you assume it's like everyone will drop everything to Mm -hmm. be there for you. And then you're just like, there's so many. Everyone's has a wedding. Like sometimes people can't be there. Like it's not the most important day in everyone's life. Well, and and, and also I had it explained to me. uh, Well, my dad pointed out like because we are we're like all of our friends did theater like the theater day off is a Monday. So we did the wedding on a Sunday night. Okay, And the problem with that is then people are less likely to travel Traveling. to where you are because yeah. on a Sunday night, they would have to go yeah. back and catch work the next day. Right. And yeah. so like we had a lot of that and everything. So like th- there are like some minor things I would do differently if I could go back and do it again. But like the the main 85 uh, percent of the wedding, I was incredibly happy with, you know, well, that's pretty good. That's a that's a B. That's a solid. Yeah, B. right. That's solid B. Well, and, and also 15 percent I didn't hate. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Right. It's just like I would kind of tweak right. it a little bit. Yeah. You don't hate any of it because yeah. it's still like this amazing moment that you can kind of like recall at any moment and to make yourself smile. But like, I yeah. also regret another big regret is we didn't have a videographer. That's, yeah, too. that's a big yeah. one. Because I remember beforehand thinking, like, well, we have a photographer. What does it matter? Yeah. And yeah. then I was like, well, but the ceremony, like, it was really nice and went really yeah. well. Yeah. You know, and like, that moment with like play that funky music white boy was so fun. And yeah, you can't, that's don't so really, good. And you don't really get that, you know, that energy in a photo, mm-hmm. right? right? Don't get me wrong. There's some photos of people dancing. They're absolutely wonderful. But yeah. it's like, oh man, I wish we had that moment on film. Yeah, I yeah. I understand that feeling. But Eric has brought this up before too. I disagree. I think having video evidence, and I just know this from doing stand up, and like, mm-hmm. well, I just murdered on that show, and then you watch the mm-hmm. tape, and like, oh, that's not really as good as I remember. Nine times yeah. out of ten, where I look at videos of something that I thought was just outstanding, it just doesn't mm-hmm. it just doesn't live up to that moment well, in the video. I think what I would want if I could do it is to tell the videographer like if there's three hours of footage give me like a 10 minute yeah highlight sure. thing yeah. and like that's what i want i just want like a video montage yeah something Espe- for the tube right especially now we're like you know we have our daughter and she's like 19 months old, 18 19 months old yeah and it's like i wish i could show this to you because that's like yeah. a thing that didn't exist like when my parents were getting married yeah. you couldn't right. like easily videotape it it's right. like, oh, i bet you would love it right and i'm like i wish yeah. i could watch my parents wedding yeah you know yeah. like that's a thing that i didn't even think about like this isn't necessarily for me right this yeah. is a thing that like maybe my grandkids want to see my yeah. wedding yeah that's true and i wish i could go back in time and do that um but i will say my fate can i tell you my absolute favorite thing of course. please one of our wedding photos so we ended up having like, uh, I think like six people in my side of the party and like six in hers. And so what we did 
was we recreated the Last Supper like painting uh-huh. with Teresa yes. and I sitting in the middle, yeah. and like people you know standing and sitting and like sure. looking at us, and like we we're pulling up the thing. All of our theater kids and our families and I, I you know, and when we it was like we were just about to start the reception, and I was like, okay, well, we don't have time. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's go. And they're like, well, let's just. I think it'll be fun. I was like, okay. But we got to start the reception soon. And then we took it and I was like, this is amazing. Because uh-huh. we yeah. were like at a table with a black tablecloth and like white accent tablecloths and a black background. Uh-huh. And like, so it's like really stunning right. like, as we pop out. And it like Teresa and her like white veil and white dress as I'm like, you know, looking and someone's whispering in my ear. It's um, incredible. Right. And like, it's now like we what blew did you it wear? I just had like a suit that I had okay. like custom tailor made and. Um, it was actually like charcoal and uh, three piece and like oh, three piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we and I also like uh, told my groomsmen like wear a suit it, like yeah, I don't yeah. want you all to match. And then we had our wedding colors was like a gradient from green to blue. OK. So like anything in there and the same like with her bridesmaids, it was like, OK, wear whatever. That's just as long as it's somewhere in this. gradient. Yeah. So in the picture, that. it also is like this really nice, like tapestry color yeah. scheme of blue and green. And it's like, now we blew it up. It's like a giant photo that's like hanging over a fireplace. And like, I just yeah. love it so much. Perfect. It's yeah. such a standout. That's so good. Yeah. How many people were at the wedding? Um, I think we invited a hundred and like mm. 75 showed up, I think. Yeah. So like, it wasn't like nobody came, right? but it was like, we had gotten like 90 RSVPs back and yeah. it was like, where are you 15 people? Did they, and they didn't give you any excuse? Like, cause we had some dropouts week of, which I think is pretty common. Like something yeah, comes up. I mean, here's the thing. I, if you're listening to this people, most of them did Screw give me a suit. You. Screw you. You still owe me a present. No, most of them actually did send presents, which is nice. Well, we had a honey fund thing set up to help okay. fund our honeymoon. Yeah. And so a lot of people just contributed to that, even yeah. though they couldn't make it. And a yeah. lot of people had reasons, but also a lot of people didn't. Or a lot of people were just like, I'm not going to be able to make it. I was like, why yeah. are you letting me know yeah. now? Yeah. Like, why did you RSVP? Yes. Right. Yeah, that's frustrating. Where'd you go for your honeymoon? We went to Scotland. Oh, wow. Um, for a couple reasons. But mainly because, like, I am obsessed with the Loch Ness Monster. I was when I was a kid. <laughs> Nellie? Yeah. I'm so, I love <laughs> Nessie so much. I named my first dog after her. Okay. And uh, she was a Scottish Terrier named Nessie. Perfect. And so, like, and I used to just, there was something about the Loch Ness Monster that, like, nine-year-old Travis just yeah. adored. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. so, like, from nine to, like, 12, I was just, like, deep. Did like, you reading like books and studying National it. Choir? Like, Bigfoot? I, you like I all liked, that stuff? I like cryptozoology in general, uh-huh. but there was something about, like, the Loch Ness Monster that was, like, really hooked me. Okay. And Is I, it Nessie? I said Nellie. It's Nessie. Nessie. That makes and, more sense. And I think the reason it, it hooked me was, like, as opposed to, like, Bigfoot, where it's, like, it could be anywhere at any time. Yeah. With the Loch Ness Monster, it's, like, it's there. <laughs> it's yeah. somewhere there, you guys. <laughs> you see it. Yeah. Trust yeah. me. And so, like, part we spent... Part of the uh, honeymoon at like Inverness, where Loch Ness is, uh-huh. and like went out on one of the boats that like there's a bar on the boat, but it also has like sonar and stuff. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah. and so like we just sat there like sipping scotch Any and like minute. staring at the sonar, yeah, and like yeah. I. No, like sincerely was like overjoyed to be there. <laughs> like I was standing on the bow of the ship, like looking around. Yeah, and even though I am skeptical about it. I like being there and standing on like leaning over the railing. There was a part of me that's like, okay, but like, what if I was the one who saw it? <laughs> yeah, what if yeah. just like, what if Nessie sees in my heart that I am understanding and uh, that I'm the person that she can finally talk to? 
<laughs> I feel there's like a Disney movie element. Has to your it. wife brought? Has she like? Was she? How does she feel about Nessie? Is she? Did she like? Has she like? Taken again, it, to it was one of those level? things where I was like, I know this is dumb, but this is really right. important to me. And she was, she yeah. was like, You got it. Yeah. And yeah. so like the other side of that was like for, and we both really really love like touring recreations like anywhere where it's like this is a pioneer village like we love yeah. we eat that shit up yeah and so yeah. like we while we were in scotland we went to like a 14th century castle a 15th century castle a 16th century like for like 14th to 18th century castle yeah like we visited any castle That's we could shit. find yeah, they have the castle oh, yeah and so like there was so a good. 14th century castle that overlooks Loch Ness. Perfect. And mm -hmm. so there's a ferry you can take and the boat stops there and then picks you up again and brings you back to where you started. Uh -huh. So like we started on the on the lock and then like went to the cat. So like we made a whole thing of it. Yeah. And so you know that's the thing is like she is she I'm able because I was able to say like I'm going to tell this I'm not going to be sarcastic about this or joke about it. This is a sincere, important thing to me mm -hmm. that she was yeah. like, okay, you got it. Because That's originally awesome. our honeymoon was just going to be going to uh, a, a, in the Highlands to a place called Ballader. And um, and I was like, listen, we're going to Scotland. Could we just like for two days spend like two days at a bed and breakfast in uh -huh. Inverness? And she's like, yeah. you got it. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. And so like that's what we did. So right. like it and, and it was purely because of Loch Ness. Like, yeah. Yeah, oh, so the reason for going to Scotland was not Loch Ness. It no, was just a little I, her, cherry on the sun. Her parents had like um, like a Hilton Rewards membership thing mm -hmm. where they were like, we have, you know, two weeks worth of like hotel banked for like rewards and stuff. For uh -huh. our, it's not like a timeshare, but it's like a timeshare. Uh -huh. And yeah. they were like, well, we have two weeks anywhere you want to go. You can That's pick sweet. it. Yeah. And so we went through like the catalog of Hilton hotels and like she wanted to go to um uh, Prince Edward Island in Canada and I wanted to go to Ireland and there wasn't a Hilton in either one of those but there was in Scotland and we're like okay cool that's yeah. like a good balance like yeah. Yeah. exactly in between those Scotland is kind of like a mix of Ireland yeah. and Canada perfect yeah. Yeah. and so we did that and but and that was where the the it was really great because the resort thing was like individual cabins mm -hmm. that like had kitchens and stuff so like we went to, and, and it was right next to this like actual like town yeah that was, oh, yes. that was like one street that had like a butcher a bank a church yeah, and a oh bar so and cute. like that was it yeah and so like we would go to the butcher and we'd buy food and uh -huh. we'd go back we'd make it in our kitchen I love and that. like yeah and so like that was amazing that was great that's, a dream. Yeah. that's, that's the awesome. best part about um, for me and my wife when we go on vacation like it's like if you can feel like you live in the place right that's that's the dream that was great yeah. and like they had and like it it was like right next to this like to, I think it was Space Side. It was right next to like uh, Spay. I think that's the river. But like, and we'd go to distilleries and we, you mm. know, would just like walk in the mountains. It was wonderful. And yeah. like, it, it, it was uh, truly magical. Like, that, I highly recommend the importance of a honeymoon is really like, it can often be understated. Mm -hmm. But I really think it was really great to like finish our wedding and then go for two weeks somewhere where it's yeah. just like yeah. us. Yeah. And it was just like, hey, let's just like hang out together. Right. And like not, you know, and just spend time together. Yeah. And like the the resort we stayed in was fixing their like internet. They were updating their internet. So there was no Perfect. internet while we were there. Yeah. Well, and so the it's only time I could get internet was to like walk down to the, there was a coffee shop yeah. on the street and they had internet. So yeah. like 
one day, I think one every like five days, we'd yeah. go down and like just check that and make sure be, everyone was okay. That should be the way everyone has access to oh, it. Right? I think I everyone would, would, I would drink off. so much. I want to go to Scotland so bad. And I do, and I love scotch. I love Glenlivet so much. Well, one of my favorite <laughs> things that happened, there was a, uh, at the resort, they offered like a scotch tasting. And this dude oh, yeah. who was a tour guide and a distillery called Royal Loch Nagar, he came uh-huh. in and did a whiskey tasting and he, he thought Teresa and I were great. Uh-huh. And he kept talking about like, oh, you Americans are so nice. And I was like, we're doing yeah. it. Uh-huh. We're yeah. rebranding America. <laughs> Teresa right. and I. Yeah. There was this Canadian couple that kept doing everything like right before us. And they were really rude. And so like, everybody was like, oh, you Americans are so much nicer than those Canadians. We're like, yeah. A thing no one's ever said yeah. ever. Yeah. Apparently like they did a scotch taste thing and just kept talking about how Canadian whiskey is better than scotch. Whoops. Oh, and, like, no. They went, oh, horse, we went horseback riding in a Glen and they did it the day before and just complained the whole time. Oh my God. And, and the tour guy was like, yeah, we did two so Canadians American. yesterday. And we're like, oh, yes, it's wow. us. We're great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so we did the scotch tasting and he immediately took us and was, so then we went to the Royal Loch Nagar Distillery mm-hmm. and it's so old school and like still mm-hmm. in like, there, you know, it's all casks and still done with a, a person who like tastes it and it's like, mm, yeah. needs a little bit more. And so, mm. like, it, it was, and like that kind of experience of like, what did you say you wanted? Like, one of the first night we were there, um, we went to. I I often get very anxious if there if I'm doing a thing I've never done before, just because uh-huh. I'm I don't know what the process is, and I worry I'm going to screw it up. Paul F. Tompkins has a great bit about like worried about getting yelled at, and like yeah. you are yeah. wrong. <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. And so we get to this pub, and I walked in, I was like, I don't know what to do, uh-huh. and. Out of nowhere, this wonderful couple goes like, hey, are you are you from away? Are you visitors? And I was like, yes. And yeah. she was like, okay, great. You're going to order the bar. And you know, then they bring food over to you. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you mean yeah. like how that yeah. how ordering food works? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And so they sat down next to us and they were talking to us. And they said like, well, do you guys like music? And we we're like, yes. And they're like, okay, great. There's a bar in city center that you should go check out. They play, and we were like, you got it. And so that's what we did and kind yeah. of followed that train. So then we went to this bar and it was amazing because basically what it was is it was three stories. And on the first floor was like, uh, you know, typical bar with like chairs and table service and like a stage in the corner mm-hmm. where they played pretty typical, like abandon a bar music. Yeah. Right. And then the second floor was a dance club. That played oh, yeah. that had like two different rooms with yeah. two DJs and like two bars yeah. right. where they would play music. And then the third floor was like couches and recliners and just like acoustic sets. Wow. And it was Fuck like yes. they had separated this into what three different music like? venues. Yeah. And so like we just kept moving between floors depending uh-huh. on like, okay, this is great. Let's go back upstairs. Yeah. yeah. And the one of the dance rooms was not being <clears throat> used, but there was still a bartender in there. And it was like completely empty. And because he was not busy, I said, hey, can we ask you a question? How does tipping work here? And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Um, and he like gave us like a 20 minute explanation about tipping oh. in Scotland. It's like, thank you very much. Uh-huh. Like just throughout, it was kind of, once again, kind of like our philosophy with our wedding of like, let's not bristle at the things we don't know. Yeah. yeah. Instead, make the choice of like, let's just do this thing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. let's just make the decision to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it made, 
And, and like there was one day where like we had been, you know, there for like 10 days or something. And I was like, hey, I don't really want to go out today. And she's like, yeah, me neither. So we just like bought a bunch of like snack food, like, you yeah. know, UK snack food that we couldn't get at home. Uh-huh. We the just, best chocolate. Oh, so yeah, good, the dude. And the chips, chocolate. like the, the crisps. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we just sat on the couch and watched like you know, BBC game shows mm-hmm. and oh, just yeah. got really, there was this one show that I was fascinated <laughs> with. Like, yeah. it, it was this house hunting show called Under the Hammer, which sounds like a super dramatic name uh-huh. for the least dramatic show I have ever seen. People yeah. would go to auctions, they would buy houses, uh-huh. and then they would fix them up and then they would take you on a tour through it. And you're probably thinking, yes, Travis, I've also watched HGTV. Right. Well, yeah. hold on to your butts, because the twist here is sometimes that renovation would take years. <laughs> I saw one episode with a gap between <laughs> buying the house and taking them through the final tour was seven years. Wow. That's awesome. And like, can you imagine Commitment. being like, okay, cool, you bought it. Give us a call when you're done and we'll yeah. film part two. Yeah. And so that, that one episode, the guy was like, yeah, you know, I've changed jobs since then. So I'm, I'm and we've had two kids. And yeah. it's like, yeah. And he's like, you know, now sporting a giant beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, well, things sure have changed here. Yeah. And it's like, cool. And then I came home and like almost once again, like a sitcom. The first night I was back was the first time I saw. Uh, it was called Storage Wars. It's called like Property Wars. Mm-hmm. And it's that thing, you know, like you're going to buy this house sight unsold in an auction kind of thing. And they would buy it and then they'd walk through the house and they'd be like, oh, we're going to get a new counter. That's $1,200. And a little counter would go up in the corner like $1,200. Yeah. And they would just walk around and say like, and a new sink, 800 Oh, new roof. Well, and then they never did the work and they never yeah. showed you the completed house. The yeah. VO would just come over and be like, so in the end, it's going to take them about $5,000 yeah. worth yeah. of work. And I was like, yeah. This is the least satisfying thing I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, that's the worst. That's just stressful. Right. Yeah. Just, like, oh, just well, wait eight years back. and film part two. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's because they had the film crew for one day and they did the one walkthrough. Right. And it's also just like, no okay, who are you that you can just point and be like, well, that carpet's going to be $800. Yeah. Where are you getting that it from? Seems like, yeah. It seems like Europe is so old that like, I've never, and I haven't spent that much time there, but um it seems like space and time is different there. So well, they're just like it's so old that they've just been there for so fucking long that they're like they don't give a fuck. Well, I also think it's nice time. to have, you know, and I don't know the intricacies of the BBC, but like state-sponsored TV in a way that yeah. you're like, okay, cool, you're not going to get canceled, right? So like, yeah. if it takes five years to film it, like, do that. Yeah, don't worry true. about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you ever? Did you always think you would be married, or is that something oh, yeah. that surprised you? I, I, I wanted to uh, be married and like have kids since I was like eighteen. Like I really liked the idea. My family and I are very close. Yeah, and, like we grew up. Your parents had a good marriage, and oh yeah, great. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, not that I think that's a pre- precursor for wanting to be in a good relationship, but no, like for me, it was. Yeah. Um. And and so like there was something about like I I re- and I also really like the idea of like having someone that's like you and me together kid uh, us uh, us against the world world, yeah um and so like i've always really liked that idea but then and and i didn't know how much i would appreciate it come 2018 when the world kind of sucks sometimes (laughs) yeah um but is your wife did your wife come from like a chill family like you too i mean yeah she came from like her parents you know still together uh she's got two sisters she's the middle kid and so like her Mm -hmm. family you know still hangs out every christmas and thanksgiving and stuff and like that's right and so it's we have very similar like she was raised in ohio and i was raised in west virginia 
and yeah. like we both have pretty similar like backgrounds as far as like growing up doing theater and it, we're what in one respect her family can sit in a room and enjoy each other's company without saying a word to each other mm -hmm. I love where if that happens for 30 seconds in my house we all just start <laughs> screaming yeah what's wrong what are you upset yeah, yeah. say something yeah it's so like in my house it's hard there's rarely a moment of silence. like to the point where if you walk in and you don't hear anything you're like is everybody is everybody yeah. gone right and in her house also, like everyone is dead yeah, yeah everyone's dead oh no but in her house like you can just sit there for like 45 minutes and somebody's mm. just like reading a paper and somebody's just like in the kitchen yeah or like the tv sound and you're just like what is going on <laughs> is everyone mad yeah. what's happening so it sounds like yeah. the, the the way you compliment one another goes out further to one another's families yeah, bit. I think it very much is like seeing us with our family. There's like a oh, okay, mm -hmm. oh, I see. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you've already given us a lot of great advice, but this is where we we usually wrap down. Do do people come to you for advice because you have such a strong marriage? And I mean, yeah, especially since. Like on Schmanner is the second half of the show is like yeah, people write in yeah, and ask right. questions. And my brother, my brother and me is an advice show, right. even though that don't follow that advice. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, people don't come to me. I One of the things that I really like, uh, I think it's Miss Manners. No, it's I think it's Emily Post, where Emily Post talks about like the best way to give advice is to model good behavior. Yeah. And rather yeah. than like Lead tell people. Example. Exactly. Yeah. And so like. I, I, what I tried to do, I, so I've, I've been thinking a lot about like toxic masculinity and how much it fucking sucks lately. Mm -hmm. And so like one of the things I really try to do is try to be open and honest about like communication, not saying to other people, like you need to communicate better, but rather talking yeah. about I statements about like, here yeah. is why this has meant so much to me. And this is how it's changed my yeah. Uh, perceptions of it rather than looking at other people and saying, here's what you need to do to be better. Yeah. yeah. It's instead of me saying, yeah, it's, it's me saying like, here's what changed my life. Yeah. And if you mm -hmm. choose to pick that up, super cool. Yeah. And that's if you it. don't, that's cool too. Yeah. I went through that today. I was like thinking about Drake and I was like, fuck, I think Drake's depressed. And then I was like, and then there's like a beat and I was like, no, I'm depressed. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Yeah. Well, and so like, that's the thing. Like I, I started going to therapy within the yeah. last year. And like, that was a thing that I put off forever and ever because I kept saying to myself like, well, but I'm smart enough to figure it out on my own. And like, what are they going to tell me that I don't know? And right, all yeah. of the bullshit reasons that people put off going to therapy. And then when my daughter was born and I realized like, you know what? I don't want to have this shit that like I unconsciously pass on to her. Yeah. And like I also, and since now, I didn't think this at the time, but now through going to therapy, I also see how much of my shit was like, oh, this makes it harder for Teresa and I to communicate in this moment or to like talk about this thing because of this thing that I'm holding on to or like that I feel is weird and I don't, because the number one best thing that has come out of therapy for me is like the normalization of the things I'm feeling where I talk to my therapist. For example, the main reason I started going to therapy was I felt terribly guilty that I was frustrated at my child. Like, you know, and she's like yeah. four months old and she's screaming at me while I'm trying to change her diaper. Yeah. And it was frustrating. I was like, yeah. I shouldn't be frustrated. This is my kid. No. I love her. Why am I so frustrated? Yeah. yeah. And I went to the therapist and like, I told her about that. And she's like, yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I'm not bad. Yeah. It's a frustrating scenario. Yeah. Okay, Did you feel like cool. a hormonal thing? Like I've heard dudes say that after they've had kids that they just feel like the testosterone in their bodies is just like different. 
It's I mean, just like well, he our, our our birth story is like weird and traumatic, and like we had to have a, like an emergency C section. Mm-hmm. Like we went from joking with the nurse, like so Teresa went in for an appointment, and <sighs> they and the the OB was like, you know, I. I her heart rate's a little low. It's probably nothing. I'm probably worried about nothing. Yeah. But I'm going to send you to the hospital just to be monitored, and it's probably yeah. nothing. And we got to the hospital, and we're, like, jerking with the nurse. And, uh, and then the nurse put the heart rate monitor on it and was like, we need to get this baby out now. And so, yeah. like, 30 seconds later, there's, like, nine nurses falling all over each other to get Teresa out of the room. Right. And then, uh, like, 15 minutes later, Dr. Walks in and is like, so you're a dad, and everything's fine. Oh but for God. that 15 minutes from, like, one fifteen to one thirty, yeah. I was in the room by myself. Like with no feedback and like then the OB came in and she was like, okay, so like everything's fine. We don't know why that happened. Yeah. We have, and we, and spoiler, we still don't. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. but like, I had like PTSD from that, that I didn't know about. And the the doctor said like, you most likely have post-traumatic stress disorder and you don't, you are in shock right now. You don't realize it. Yeah. But that was another reason I started going to therapy. Huh? And so that moment and going to therapy has really changed for me the Mm -hmm. way I think about my own like emotions and the way that I quote unquote thought I was dealing with them. Yeah. And like, so I think, I don't know if it's hormonal that led to that or if it was Mm -hmm. like the other way around that like really stopped. I think that's more what I'm more what I meant was I think it is the other way around where it's like, yeah, sorry. Well, it's, I, it is weird because is it like, well, no, I'm just, analyzing it more now Mm -hmm. and so i'm letting myself feel that way more but i will say that like my response to like seeing a commercial where there's a dad and daughter (laughs) that fucking kicked up like i i do i I cry at that stuff have you seen american expresses like that one with like the like rich like yuppie dad with the baby on his chest and it's like he's like a hot rich dad it drives me insane because it's american express it's like don't Don't push my like debt, like dad button with this like fucking debt. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, you're just slamming down. Him. Oh, stress. Um, but like <laughs> shortly after she was born, I watched Logan and I, it just wrecked <laughs> oh, to me yeah, like dude. way harder than it yeah. should. Yeah. And I was just like, I was watching it on an airplane, just like weeping. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and, but so like that, yes. a lot of that. So like between my relationship with Teresa and now like being a dad, I hate, the cliche of like, you know, but then I had a kid and it really changed like because she's a daughter. Yeah. But for me, it was more yeah. of just like, I, I don't want to what, and I don't, I'm not saying like my family has any fucked up stuff, but like everybody has something that like their parents did that they didn't like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. They're like, Oh, it was always so frustrating to me when my parents did this. And then you don't yeah. even realize it, but like, yeah, you do that too now. Yeah. Right. And so like trying to get over that shit and like not pass that down yeah. has really like changed the way I look at myself Yeah, of yeah. like letting go of the idea of like, no, I'm right. You know, like that thing of like, no, you know what, that, that is very toxic and unhealthy. And this assumption of like, I'm in charge is bad across the board, you know? And so like, that's the thing that, uh, so my advice would be, right. I think that everybody, even if it's just like a once a year check-in should talk to somebody, a counselor, a therapist, or like an advice, somebody, and not just like a friend, but somebody who's like trained in counseling and therapy, because I think that there is stuff that it's really easy when you're inside your own head to think like, this is fine, 
Yeah, right. everybody thinks this way. Yeah. And then you talk to somebody and they're like, hey, so have you thought about, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what? I've never thought about that way. I don't think you need to wait to go to therapy until something's wrong with your partner. Yeah. Right. Like, I think it's perfectly fine just to, like, the same way especially you would. Yeah, especially, like, you would go to a doctor for a checkup. You go to a right. dentist for a cleaning. Right. Go to a therapist for a check-in. You know what Great I mean? Point. Like, yeah. don't wait till you're sick. Yeah. I like that. And so, like, that's the thing is, like, when I started thinking about my therapist as, like, another doctor that I go to, like, an eye exam, yeah. that like really took it out of my head of like, well, I can just deal with this on my own. Like you wouldn't say that if you needed glasses. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't be like, yeah, you yeah. know what? I'm smart enough, strong enough just to read that thing from far away. Yeah. That's so true. Right. And so I think that it's very important that you go and when, and, and then to be very self analytical, you know what I mean? Of like, if you say something or like, so if you have a fight or you have a moment where you do something that upsets your partner, really think like, Hmm. Why did I do that? Yeah. Yeah. What is the reason that I did that thing? Yeah. And don't just like, don't just acknowledge it was wrong. Right. Or say like, Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, great. That's great. You acknowledge it was wrong. You apologize. That's great. But then really think about why did I do it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you want to talk that over with your partner, that's great too. Mm -hmm. And like, really don't just like, don't just apologize and don't just like feel bad about it. Yeah. Be analytical about it and like try to change the pattern Excellent. of behavior. Yeah. I think that, that is that's, that's something advice. I'm working that's for. That's really, yeah. really good advice. That's fantastic. Thank it, you. Uh, yeah, you sound like a pretty level-headed guy. Uh, uh, now? <laughs> now when I was yeah, 23? Yeah. Yeah, 11 right, yeah. years later, I'm finally yeah. getting it together. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, well, thanks for joining us, man. That was great. Hey, thank you very much. Thanks, dude. Well, that guy... Uh, that was a great talk. He's got that a good a relationship. Talk. Yeah, we need to get his wife back in here when they're back in town and... Uh, because yeah. it seems like I, you know, because he's he was the bombastic one. Now I want to get the now I want to get oh, the cool great. the yeah. sniper one. Yeah. Um. If you listen to that podcast, manners. Yeah. Uh, you can see that dynamic. Could you tell that I just wanted to talk about his baby the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> you got baby like, fever. Of course, I got baby fever. My my balls don't work. Yeah. It's all I can think about. Well, yeah. That's why I went off. Well, we'll see. Um, you know. And 19, 18 months old, 18 months old. It's a good age. It's a good age. I was just hanging out with uh, my buddy, Dr. Nassif, official doctor of the show, um, and his two kids. And he's got a two-year-old baby. That's a good age, man. Ugh. They say terrible twos. I say no. you're terrible. <laughs> I say you too are terrible. To you, to you I say you're terrible. <laughs> Uh, well, that's been a good week. Thanks oh. for listening. Uh, as always, that was Eric Dodorian. I've been Thank Dan you so Gill. much for listening. Thank I really, so really much. appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. I love you, Eric. I love you, Dan. Thank you. Bye. I love you. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original Dog. podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.